Hi, Sunshine. I'm Natasha, your host of the Shine Online podcast and the CEO at Shine with Natasha, where I specialize in Instagram strategy and video storytelling. In this conversational podcast, I interview the brightest entrepreneurs I know and share my best Instagram strategies with the goal of empowering you to do business in a way that feels real to you. These conversations will bring you no fluff advice, honest conversations, and actionable strategies to help you shine online. There are so many bright brands in the online world, but there's always room for one more. Let's shine together. Hello, welcome back, Jara. You're back on the show. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. This is so fun. Yeah. And if you didn't listen to Jara's first episode on the show, it was a favorite of 2021. So definitely go back and listen to it. We'll link it in the show notes. But we kind of already like we already were talking about it. We were already diving into the topic of short form video, like the war of reels versus TikTok. You are on both. You use both very differently, which I think is really unique to you. And so I want to kind of talk about like, what are your thoughts in 2022? We like TikTok and reels are a very established part of social media marketing now, if not like one of the most important parts. So like, what are you seeing and feeling right now when comparing the two? We can keep it real. <laughs> okay, we're going to keep it real. So one thing I want to be very clear about is I love short form video content in general, but also in a very strategic way as well. I think that reels can be so strategic and such a key part, not the only part, but a key part of your Instagram strategy and experience and the way that you're bringing your personal brand and business to life. And same thing with TikTok. So regardless of what we talk about with each one, I I love both formats, reels, and also TikTok. However, because I know we're going to get into the nitty gritty and we're just launching into it right away, which I love. If I were to compare the two, just to give everyone some perspective of, of how I kind of see both of them living and thriving together. The metaphor I like to use is imagine an ocean and it's the short form video content ocean. At the very top, at just the surface level is reels. If we go deeper, we start to sink into that ocean, into the depths, not in a scary way, just into that deeper, more meteor portion. To me, that's TikTok. And the reason why, if I was to put it succinctly, is that in the current day and age in 2022 of short form video content, really TikTok is the birthplace of that. I know there's things like vines and stuff in the past, but let's not get too, too deep into that. The current state of short form video content was created by TikTok. And so everything that we see with Reels is really a copycat of TikTok. And so because TikTok was the birthplace and the originator, and that's still where all trends are born, a lot more complexity in a good way and nuance to TikTok. And so that's why I bring that metaphor in of Reels is really just the surface and TikTok is when we start to get into the depths of that of that short form video content ocean. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think if you aren't 
on TikTok. And I know there's a lot of people that are still like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not on TikTok. I don't consume TikToks. But I think the more you consume on the app, the wicked smart algorithm will show you that it's not what people think. Like people think it's like these teeny boppers dancing around. And like, I see those every once in a while, but I think the more and more I'm on TikTok, like it's like people talking and showing things. Like the other day I watched like this one TikTok and I was sobbing immediately sobbing all the time tears absolutely and I don't sob at Instagram like I don't unless I like create a reel and then it like deletes or whatever like that's the only reason that's the only time it happens so I feel like you don't understand it unless you experience it but I think what a lot of people are now starting to have this kind of frustration with reels almost of like, yeah, you're not getting an insane amount of reach and views anymore. You're still getting a lot, a lot more than other types of content on Instagram, but it's everyone's using reels now. It's not like if it's like, you're already, you're already doing it, but it's like, how can we shift how we're using reels? Is there is there things that we can do to make it where we're getting deeper into the surface? Like, where do you think that stems and starts? I think my, my gut kind of reaction to that is original content. And so just to take a step back to kind of get into how we can find that deeper sort of ocean aspect with reels, the way I categorize short form video content in a couple ways, but two ways to think about it is trending content, versus original content. Now on TikTok, we also have that added layer of reactionary content, duets, stitches, reply with video. And we do kind of have that on Instagram, but that once again, started on TikTok. But if we look at those two big buckets of original content versus trending content. Now, trending content, I love trending content. To me, it's this new social media force that we didn't have before. And so it's nothing against trends, but I don't think that the depth of short form video content resides in trends or resides in trends alone. I love trends and I do a lot of content about trends on my TikTok. So once again, it's not doing that. But when I'm scrolling TikTok, the things that usually are the most impactful, whether it's something that makes me laugh, whether it's something that teaches me something, something that makes me cry because I'm crying all the time and I'm like 8 a.m. drinking my coffee and I'm like, oh, why are there tears in my eyes? It's for the most part, original content. It's content that you have come up with on your own based on your personal brand, your business, the ideal client or ideal person that you're trying to reach. And so to bring it back to your question with Reels, what I noticed with Reels is that it is so trend-based. You go through your recap and not only are you seeing a lot of trends, it's the same trend over and over and over again. So if you hear, you know, I kind of did a spoof of this on my stories for when the the new year was coming, when it was 2021 turning into 2022. And that uh, you make me feel like, wasn't that the song? Yeah. It was stuck in our, yeah. Stuck in our head for days. Yeah. It was just the same (laughs) song. It was like, you make me feel like, you make me feel like, you make, I'm like, oh my God. Like, 
I don't want, I don't want that repetitive nature. And so like the trend in and of itself, I love that that trend was awesome to reflect back on the year, but to have that fed to you multiple, multiple times, you're just getting sick of it. And so that's also a testament, I think, to the algorithms on that, that reels uses and that TikTok uses to me, the reels algorithm is like, Ooh, you watch this trend. You want to see more of this trend. Well, let me show you more of this one single trend (laughs) versus TikTok. It has, I just feel like the algorithm is more kind of nuanced in that it goes, Ooh, you like this trend. So therefore maybe I'll show you this other trend or, Oh, that trend was about makeup. So I might start to show you more content, whether it's trend or original base about makeup. And so this brings me to my point of making more original content on reels. Now this is advice that I need to give to myself as well. I have not perfected this. Most of my real content is trending content because that's what we're seeing the most of. And typically nine times out of 10, that's probably what's gonna perform better because that is what the algorithm is like kind of latching onto and showing to other people. And so I think it's really hard to, even for myself to, to really make that switch and to kind of push and make more original content. But I think ultimately that's something that we all need to start like dipping our toe into a little bit more to avoid, I think, this real fatigue that a lot of us are feeling due to the lack of original content. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm like pulling out my phone right now. Um, So Blair Imani, I'm not sure if you follow Mm -hmm. her. She has like just incredible content, bright, colorful, incredibly educational. And she was like the first person I thought of in terms of like this concept of when you were talking about, I was like thinking and thinking of like, we lean into trends because it, it's naturally going to perform well. Instagram has made it really clear that they want to push out those entertaining reels and we can see it as consumers. And it's almost like going back to this concept of like, we almost need to retrain what real experience we want our community to have. And I feel like she's such a great example of like, we're not going to see her pointing and doing all the thing, the dances and trends and lip syncs, but she infuses what is really dynamic in those types of short form videos. Like where maybe she's having like three versions of herself in a video, or she's doing like pointing to different main elements that she's talking about. And I feel like that is like where we all need to lean into of like kind of putting our blinders on and like not looking at what we should be doing in short form, but like, how do we want to create bite-sized content in a creative way, which is hard, right? Like it's hard to not be influenced when I feel like we've been fed, especially on reels of like, here's a prompt to do this. And here's how to do this. And admittedly, like I started on reels by hosting a whole challenge with prompts. So I totally get that. That was like how people needed to dive in, but I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. There are people out there who are creating great examples of how to create original content, how to create these bite-sized pieces of information or inspiration. But at the same time, as you said, this example has been set by all of us and the algorithm and what it wants. And so to stray from that norm, just in terms of how people are creating reels in general and to stray from the norm of what is also performing well, I think that's almost the more mm-hmm. challenging thing is yeah. really hard. But this, this phrase that comes up in my head um, that I've used before and talked about before is carving out your own corner of the internet. And whether that is on reels, whether that's on TikTok, YouTube, wherever, it's about 
creating this original content, bringing your own point of view, being a thought leader, being a teacher. And if you're only doing trends, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, the beauty of trends that I love about them is that one, it creates a framework for our content. So we kind of maybe have to think a little bit less about what we're creating. It also allows us to potentially bring out a side of our personality that otherwise we wouldn't have. It's hard to be funny, but trends allow us to be funny or goofy or over the top or dramatic. And so there is a benefit in that way. But I think the thought leader side, the carving your own corner out of the internet side is not going to come from trends alone. And so, yeah, it's, it's tapping into this other side of us that I think is there in general, where we know how to do it when it comes to creating a carousel post or a photo, because we're not relying on trends for that. Um, But yes, retraining kind of how we work and create and think about reels specifically, which to bring it back to TikTok is totally happening on TikTok. And that's really the benefit of that platform right now is seeing exactly what we're talking about. It's already come to life over there. It's just thinking about, okay, how do we retrain and reframe how we create specifically for reels? Yeah. And I feel like also with TikTok, there's this expectation, at least for me, and you can correct me if maybe not everyone else thinks like this, but there's this expectation that something could take off in a really crazy way. And then it also could like not, like, I feel like because the like TikTok is like a lot less about what you know you can expect every single video, but more like it could just take off because there's such a level of discoverability on TikTok. Yes. It's not just about your who you follow, it's about who you could follow. Yes. So I feel like with TikTok, people are so much more likely to throw things at the wall and just pick up their camera, talk about something, and then it just takes off and they're like, I literally didn't even know this was going to happen. And like, what if we thought that way about reels of like, let's just throw all these things on our reels tab. Just like, let's just create lean into this method. And like, maybe it will take off and maybe it doesn't. And that's okay. But, and maybe we, we still add the sprinkles of trends and that's okay too. But I feel like the engagement side of things is hard. And like, admittedly, I'm sure you felt it. We, we talk about this all the time, but like engagement has been trash right now, like tragically trash. Horrendous. (laughs) So like, do you have like something that keeps you trekking through those times or do we not trek through it? Do we just vent about it? Tasha, we're trekking through it. We're going to do this. Um, But I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that I feel like everyone feels so alone in. But regardless of your industry, whether you're in beauty or travel or health, and regardless of if you are a social media expert or not, like Natasha, we have both felt this as well. We are experts in our industry, yet we still feel the pain of engagement. The last year, I think, has just been really hard. So no one is immune to this. I just want to make that very clear. And also, regardless of your following size. Like it's something that I think about on TikTok. I have 1.4 million followers on TikTok and I, and you, people think that when you get to a certain following size, your engagement worries all just melt away. And let me tell you, they do not. There is still comparison. There's still frustration, et cetera. So just want to make that clear. And then on that note, as you ask, like, what do I do to kind of get through these moments of, or, or long periods of engagement and just kind of being down about those numbers because it happens in the best of us. Something that I've been leaning into recently 
are the things that bring me joy. And so I'm taking a little bit less of a super like strategic approach. Like I must talk about this and this, which I'm not recommending for everyone. It's just something I'm exploring right now. And what I mean by that is I'm leaning more into creativity. I'm leaning more into humor and kind of little lighthearted moments that bring me joy. And so a couple examples of that. Um, one, I am picking up on those trends that we see where they make me laugh or I get to play a character or I get to be like, I just put on a black wig and black makeup and like pretended to be a metalhead the other day. And I'm like, this brings me joy right now. So I'm going to do it. Um, another example is I did this fun, fun. Um, it was, uh, I'll say it's a trend. It didn't really pick up a lot of steam, but I just saw this one girl doing this cool edit to that tattoo song. Um, all the things he said, all the things he said running through my head. And and it had nothing to do with social media tips or advice or motivation. It was just like, ooh, this is a fun edit. I'm just going to run with this. Sort of normal for me to try something like that on TikTok. Not very normal for me to post something like that on Instagram. And when I posted it, I was like, I'm just sharing this for fun. This brought me some creativity and joy. So let's just roll with it. And the third example I have for you, which kind of ties into how sometimes you just need to let loose because it was a very high performing reel for me right at the time of the new year, I started this thing about cheese and crackers, how I'm just like going to eat cheese yes. and crackers all the time. And it really has resonated with a lot of people on my stories. I just post that I'm eating crackers and cheese every day and, and people just love it. It's like one of those mundane moments that people attach to because it's just so normal and cheese and crackers are delicious. Uh, so I made a reel saying that my resolution is to eat cheese and crackers. And it was just um, a song with some text overlay. Once again, nothing to really do with social media, but people really latched onto that. And it was a very high performing reel for me. And so I'm not saying to throw strategy out the window, to not think of your ideal client, to not think about the different content pillars that make up your brand like that. We still want that. But I think in this day and age, in 2022, there's more room to play. It doesn't have to be as serious all the time. And we can kind of mix in these more fun, lighthearted, even kind of random moments that make up who we are as humans, but not aren't, aren't as directly related to our business. And so incorporating more of those things has kept social media not as heavy of a place for me, especially during times when engagement has been uh, not so great. And so that's helped with me on, on Instagram. But I think that sentiment, that philosophy just comes to life even more naturally on TikTok. Because like you said, you can just kind of record something and post it and see what happens. Yeah. And there's this um, level of, uh, what's the word? It's, it's more casual. It's more just off the, the conversation. Like you're just talking to the other person on the side of your phone. You're not creating content. Yeah. It, you can totally take that approach. I mean, there's some people who are super high end and fancy and you yes. could go that route too, but on Instagram, we're used to curated and put all this effort and pretty pictures and nice grid. And so TikTok is just this like relief after we've had to be so curated and well thought out for a while. And that's really the beauty of TikTok is you can just be yourself. It's more authentic. It's more just kind of throw something up and see what happens. And I think that's what we're all craving these days. 
Mm, Yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like that makes me think of brands as well. Like brands are required. And like, when I say brands, of course, we think of like the big name brands that we maybe invest in or that we think of. Um, but also people that maybe you have a brick and mortar, maybe you have a physical product, or maybe you aren't a personal brand per se in the most obvious way um, of like the way that they're creating short form video has to be challenged and it has to be different because people are like wanting to connect with people. And I know you work with a lot of those brands. So like, what is your most common advice or thing that you think there may be missing from their TikTok or real strategy? Two things, I could, a lot of things come to mind, but two things come to, yeah. come to mind right away. And the first one I'll say is a phrase that comes directly from TikTok themselves. I've like done deep dives into their blogs and all these things. And that phrase is, don't make ads, make TikToks. And so this concept to me shows us that people do not want to be sold to on TikTok. People want to connect. They want to discover. They want to learn. They want to be entertained. They want to think of things in different ways. They want to generate conversation. That's the beauty of TikTok. And so when you come to TikTok as a brand, you have to ask yourself, how can we create content in ways that don't feel like ads for the brand? Even if it's not hashtag ad, I'm really using ad more as content coming from a brand. How can we create content that that entertains, motivates, inspires, and is in that TikTok way? And so something that I see all the time with brands is that they don't quite understand that concept, which I understand. It's not something that is just going to inherently come to a brand when you haven't been making TikToks. And for more major brands, there's so much red tape to go through that I think it's just even more of a challenge the bigger you are, the more money your company has, um, and all of that. So the first first phrase comes to mind, don't make ads, make TikToks. Um, And the second thing that comes to mind specifically that I give all the time is that, and it's connected, is that there's a lack of personality. And so I just spoke with a brand the other day, did a whole workshop and I did a deep dive into their page and looking at their page, their first, let's say 12, 15 videos. I'm like, what am I even looking at? Like, there's no person that's repeating. Um, There's no one to connect to there. There's no brand voice. There's no real theme. I'm also just not taking away anything from your content. I look at each video and I'm like, oh, there's the, there's the products. Like, uh, okay. Like why would I actually want to follow you? So it's missing that connection point that related, but relatability and personality overall. And I think there's a lot of lessons for an individual to take uh, away from that as well. At the end of the day, the most powerful part of TikTok is that we can connect on that human level because it's more rough around the edges with that content, um, with the way that we produce content. And so that that human element is such a, a key part as a brand, but very much as an individual as well. Yes, I completely agree. And I feel like the brand that I always think of that does this so well, and maybe it's because I'm like hungry and it's lunchtime. I think I know who you're going to Chipotle. say. Chipotle? Oh, Chipotle. Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say Duolingo. I think I was going to say. I thought you were going to say Duolingo, the language app. Oh, yes. Okay. They're really great on TikTok. That is actually a really good one of like, they could like be talking about like learning languages, but they just have so much fun with it. Like so, so much, much fun. And that is the perfect yeah. example of a brand who has said, we are not going to make ads. 
we're going to make TikToks. And for anyone listening who's like, oh, maybe I don't quite get this yet. Go to Duolingo's account, scroll back to their Mm. early days when they first started making content and then watch when they introduced Duo, the big owl mascot. Yes. And just see what has happened. Because it used to be kind of about the product, about learning languages, which is fine. They could have totally Mm. taken the more educational approach and ran with that. So it's not about only being funny and unhinged, as people say, the the Duolingo account is, but they did decide to take this very unhinged, comical, kind of tongue-in-cheek approach, and they've grown, gosh, it was something like a million followers in a matter of a month or two, and I think it's even more than that now, and so that's the perfect example of not making ads, making TikToks, and bringing a a brand's personality to life via short-form video. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I was thinking of Chipotle just because I'm hungry, but that was a really good example too. But I feel like with Chipotle, um, I feel like especially food brands, it's so easy to talk about the ingredients and the food and like, you know, those types of things. But I love how they talk about like the inside jokes of like, why are Chipotle forks better than every other fork? Or like, do you pour your dressing on everything? Or do you like mix your Chipotle bowl? Or do you just leave your Chipotle bowl regular? Like they like get really like kind of sassy and funny. And like, it's almost like they're inside the brain of like people that are obsessed with the brand. So I feel like there's so much to learn from those brands and example. And even though they definitely use humor and that kind of unhinged style. I think there's still so much to learn from that in terms of like how you want to transform your, your content in a way that's just personable. And that gives that connection point that people can really connect to in a deeper way. Um, I want to talk about content ideation because I feel like we've talked about a lot of shifts in content. And I feel like I'm sure you've seen this is like with this direction towards short form video, there's like such a movement towards like more in the moment, reactive kind of casual content. But, and I think like, there's a lot of really great things about that, but I think especially roulette, like don't just sit and create content all day, which is like most humans, right? Like we do social media and we don't sit and create content like all day. It's really hard to maintain that long-term. Like you can't consistently be opening up your phone, seeing what comes up to you and creating every day. Like it just doesn't work that way. So how do you plan your content? Cause I know you're not like a huge batcher and in really big months or weeks, but also you are very intentional about what you are planning and posting each week while kind of having that layer of spontaneity. So what, what would your advice be there when like planning content ideas? What's your process? A couple of things. First, I want to bring back what I was talking about a little bit earlier with the three kind of buckets that I put specifically TikTok content in, but this can very much apply to Reels as well. And I think this just helps to at least the very beginning stages of a content creation process, simplify things a little bit. And so to dive into those, think of them as the three eyes, the three eyes, and it's imitate, invent, and interact. And so imitate is trending content. Invent is original content. We've talked about both of those. And then interact is what we see, I think, really come to life on TikTok. And we do see it on Instagram, but, you know, Reels is catching up a bit. Uh, The duet, the stitch, and the reply with video. And so in a world where, yeah, we do have to create fairly consistently, like we got to show up at least a couple times a week if we're wanting to support our personal brands and our businesses. Um, It can feel so scary, even more so with short form video content because of all the different ways to create. And it can feel like you're just 
staring off into this short form video content ocean to bring that metaphor back like right on on the pier looking out at all these different waves yes. and fishes okay I don't know where I'm going with that but stick with me um and so to kind of classify everything within those three eyes starts to bring you a little bit more focus and so you might say okay I really kind of want to try the trends. And I, I know now after listening to this episode, how important original content is, and we haven't talked as much about it, but I think there's a collaborative energy to the duet, to the stitch, to the reply with video. And what's so cool about imitate and interact, AKA trends and duets, stitches, reply with videos is that you're not having to rely solely on your brain and your thoughts and creativity alone to come up with content. You can kind of lean on those a bit because a trend has to exist first in order for you to think of what you're gonna do with that trend. And a video has to, or a comment has to exist first in order to do it or stitch it or to reply with video. Now with original content, you are having to rely more so on yourself to think of, okay, what are my ideal person's pain points and how am I wanting to talk about my business or how am I wanting to share about myself? So you will have to rely a little bit more on yourself in order to come up with that original content. But once you start to see like, oh, I can classify everything into these three buckets in terms of content creation, and I can lean a little bit on things that already exist. I think that starts to give more focus to, to how you show up and how you create. And so when you come across a trend. When you come across something that you might want to stitch, you know, save it into the little uh, folders that you can now do on TikTok or save it into the different uh, albums on Instagram, or just write ideas as they come down to you for, as they come into your brain for original content and really just always capturing things at the source. To me, that's so important because ideas can just come and go. And that's the most important part of content creation for me is capturing those ideas at the source. Now I operate a little bit differently in terms of the actual execution because I have the luxury of a lot of experience if, with video and content creation. If you ask me, Jara, you have to bang out a video right now on TikTok or Reels and get it up in five minutes. I say, okay, let's go. Like I can do, I can just whip yeah. stuff out. And that's why I don't batch as much. That's why I don't necessarily like really do an intense plan. But for people who are not necessarily in social media all the time um, or who have, you know, other parts of their businesses or lives that they have to run, I think it's as simple as taking those ideas that you captured saying, all right, I'm posting three times this week. One is a trend, one's an original piece of content, and one is a carousel post. And at least having the ideas of what those three posts are, to me, is a great place to start and making that idea of planning and batching not as scary and, and huge as sometimes I think we believe it to be. It doesn't have to be three months of content planned to a T. It can be as simple as planning out those three posts for the week. Definitely. I feel like having the like, okay, I am posting this much of content. I have these content pillars, like just having that little bit of clarity and a place to put your ideas, I think are such an underutilized tactic to really staying organized. And you can like really lean into that. However, it feels good. Like some people prefer to batch a lot of content and that's absolutely great. Like lean into that. Some people like to create more in the moment and it's important to like identify that and like lean into 
into it. And I feel like it creates a lot less resistance. So I love that you broke down those three different types of content for TikTok. And to end things off, I feel like this year there's a lot of people like, okay, maybe TikTok, maybe I'll give it a go. I know I am one of those people that I'm like, okay, let me, let me, let me try this a little bit. Let me try. (laughs) So what would you give people as like, okay, that's, that's what they're wanting to do. What would be the next step? What do we need to know? We already have some great ideas. We already kind of know some great tactics and strategies we've talked about. What would you recommend? Number one thing is immersing yourself in the app. You will learn so much by just saying, all right, for 10 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the morning, or whenever drinking your coffee or stopping work for the day, and you just dedicate that time, you're going to learn so much from just browsing your FYP, aka the for you page where everyone spends the bulk of their time. I think there's so much um, perhaps resistance to TikToks, you just don't quite understand the culture yet and what the videos are like, since it is the depths of that ocean. And so just making these a little bit less scary by diving in and understanding, oh, okay, interesting. That's a stitch. I kind of get what that is now. Or wait, is that a trend that is like people are commenting on that trend? Like, I think I saw something like just sort of wrapping your brain around things. And then the next thing is, this is probably the hardest part is just taking messy action and starting to create content. Even if you don't know what you're doing, if I, and I invite everyone to do this, if I scroll back to my first few videos on TikTok in December, 2019, my very first one is me lip syncing to NSYNC with like a weird butterfly effect all over the video. And I think another video I had a, my dog spicy grandpa with a cute song. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Not only did I not know what I was doing, I didn't understand TikTok yet. I didn't understand the videos. And the only reason I understand what I'm doing now is because I've spent time immersing myself in the app and just creating and go, Oh, that's that green screen effect. Like that's what everyone is talking about. Or, Oh, I understand how to edit these clips and make this snappier and more dynamic. So I've learned so much simply by doing and just giving yourself permission to embracing the suck in the beginning. You're not going to be good at TikTok right away, but getting excited by the fact that there's so much opportunity on that platform and short form video content, even though there are guidelines or let's just say best practices that tend to help most of the time short form video content especially on tiktok can be anything you want it to be you're going to hear people say make a 15 second video and yeah sure i I do think experimenting with shorter videos is probably the better way to go versus longer but there are people who have made their entire tiktok careers and platforms on one to two minute videos um, that are one single shot nothing fancy just talking to camera. And so that's really the exciting thing is that even though there are tips, tricks, guidelines, best practices, you can make it anything you want to be. And it's so much more open and freeing compared to perhaps what we've experienced on Instagram. So just going into it with that mindset that you really can't do it wrong as long as you're willing to show up and kind of share you, your business, your brand, your knowledge, and uh, the impact that you want to have on people in your community. Yeah. I feel like that is so empowering of like giving this permission slip of just like, just experiment and like give your engagement, the metrics, the results, give them like a permission slip of just like, 
just figure it out. We can just figure it out. We have some time to just have fun. Yeah. Like taking yes. the pressure off of it and just like taking the action and realizing that it's not that hard or scary and that it can be however we want it to be. Like it doesn't have to be a way that feels really icky. So um, I love this conversation. This was so fun. Thanks for being back on the show. Thanks for having me again. This is like my favorite topic. So it was a pleasure. Yeah, definitely let people know where they can find you on all the social medias, learn more about you and give us all the links. Heck yeah. So I'm Jara Bean. That's Jara.Bean on Instagram, on TikTok and come and find me and say hello over there. Amazing. Thanks so much, Jara. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you love the gem shared. Be sure to check out any of the important links I mentioned in the episode show notes. Don't forget to follow the show to be the first to know when our next episode airs. If you loved what you heard, I'd so appreciate it if you left us a review as it really helps support the show. I love seeing your takeaways from the episode over on the gram. So be sure to tag me in your stories at Shine with Natasha. Remember, regardless of where you're at in your entrepreneurship journey, there's always room for your biz to shine. See you next time.